Welcome to Power for Your Living podcast with Prophet Daniel Amwating, a timely, inspirational, and revelational message to restore your life and destiny. This message gives you the power to live your best life given to you by God. Now, to today's message. We come in because whatever he put away and he took off from Reuben, he placed it on Joseph's children. So he placed it on Joseph and his children and said, Right now, there are a lot of you who have become plenty and you are very strong. And one lot, one land is not enough for you. I have to give you plenty. But if you are sharing property, the one who's supposed to get more than enough was who? The firstborn, that's Reuben. But because a word was spoken, why, were, why did Joseph and his children receive all this greatness and everything? Because there was a switch for them. First Chronicles chapter 5, verse of 1. First Chronicles chapter 5, verse of 1, NIV. And it says, it says, he says, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn, he was the firstborn, but because of the issues with the father, his firstborn right was given to Joseph, was given to the sons of Joseph. That's it. So that's why Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, he says, right now you are plenty, so you are going to get more than enough. But the one who was supposed to have received it was Reuben, but because of a negative word. Until Moses came in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse of 6, and said, may Reuben live, may his men not be few. Let Reuben live and let him not die, nor his men be few. So God can counter every negative word against you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So today I'm just breaking it down, the different what to do when, when the wrong word is being released. And now the, the second thing is not just what to do when the wrong word is being released. What you always have to do. That's what sometimes when you are declaring and praying, you make powerful declarations and declare. I will never suffer. I will never, you understand, because you don't know the wrong word that has been spoken on you. So, I'll be teaching this one. I'll go very deep on tomorrow. Then Sunday, I'll climb and sit. Then I'll begin the other side of positive words. How to activate your positive words. Then I'll show you the power of words spoken from a man of God. And I'll also show you um, um, the type of people you don't play with their words. The type of people you don't play with their words. The type of people you don't play with their words. Your father's word is powerful. Your mother's word is powerful. Your man of God. I'll give you about seven different individuals that you don't play with their words. Yes, words are powerful and everything. But some people, their words are very powerful. You know, based on some reasons. Amen. And on Sunday too, I showed you the times when somebody is speaking, you don't play with it. And today I think... It's a good point to also show you again. Can I show you again? Um, the times that when somebody speaks, you don't play with it. Number one, when the person is in pain. When the person is in pain, you don't joke with their words. When the person is in high happiness, high spirit, so excited, high, high, high. When they say things to it begins to happen. That's why when Herod had his party and he was drunk and um, the dancing was taking place and he says... Um, the young girl is dancing so well. So, um, tell me what you want. And the young girl said to the mother, I don't know what I want to. The mother said, Go and tell, 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 tell the man, tell your stepfather, I need the head of John the Baptist. The man could not change his mind because when, what, when he spoke, he was in high spirit. So definitely, it's supposed to happen. The question is, what are you using the head for? John the Baptist's head, what are you using it for? That's the wickedness of life. That's the wickedness of life. So, um, number three, when an individual has lost something, when an individual has lost something, when they have lost something, it's very, very dangerous. When they speak, that's why sacrifice is important. Because when you do proper sacrifice, you have lost something. 
you give God a sacrifice. You take money, place on the altar. That sacrifice. So when you speak, God has to do something for you. Or when an individual has received something. When an individual also receives something, um, it's also powerful when they speak. Also, um, when an individual just came out of prayer, when an individual just came out of prayer, it's a time that when they speak, it also happens. And also when an individual um, is about to enter into powerful prayers, when it comes to the prayer, it's three ways. When the individual just came out of prayer, when the individual is about to enter into prayer, and when the individual is in prayer, don't forget about that. They, they are dangerous times. And, um, um, and when a person is offering sacrifice, when a person is offering sacrifice and they speak, it happens. And when a person just finished offering sacrifice, whatever they say also, it actually happens. Amen. Now let me tell you why I came here, then I'll just give you one test. Amen. Now, how to conquer wrong words. But Sunday is when I'll break it down with examples, with scriptures, with tests and everything. But today, I'll just only give you one test. Now, how to conquer wrong words. Amen. Come to show you. Pastor Yeti, give me, just give me a pen. Amen. It's the protocol. Make sure that always you give me my book. Make sure there's always a pen, okay? Because when I'm preaching, new revelations can come. Amen. But this one on my way coming that God gave to me. There are 10, but 11th one has been dropped. Amen. Now, first one, um, how to conquer wrong words. When the moment a wrong word is being mentioned, straight away, counter it. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for 24 hours. Straight away, counter it. Counter it. Declare the opposite. A wrong word is being released. You will cry. You will not wait and go home and say, God, they, they told me I will cry. You So, God, I will not cry. No. When a wrong word is spoken, you will suffer. You will cry. I will not cry. Declare the opposite. Or when, and when I say declare the opposite, don't, don't even say, I will not cry. I will rejoice. A wrong word is being spoken on a person. You will suffer. I will make it. I will enjoy. Don't even mention the suffering inside again. Because when God saw darkness, he didn't mention darkness. God didn't say, let, the, let darkness go away. He said, let there be light. He said the opposite. Number two, reject it. Number two, reject it. It is not my portion. Reject it. Take it away. It's not my portion. It doesn't belong to me. Number three, powerful declarations from a man of God. How does it happen? When we stand on the altar and we declare positive words. We declare wonderful words. All of them come to saturate your atmosphere. It's also powerful. Number four, you sacrifice on the altar. We've shown you a lot of things about sacrifice in this church. We don't need to go down. This is a church we believe in giving sacrifice. Amen. You don't, you don't, you don't have to wait for the man of God to tell you to sacrifice. You and God get an agreement in prayer in the house. Say, God, this is, situation is going on. When I go to service today, I will sacrifice. I will not wait for the man of God to say, who has to bring this? Because we don't do who has to bring this here. We tell you what you have. So, well, the moment we tell you what you have, is between you and God. And as, as I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth, in as much as we tell you, bring what you have on the altar and everything, sometimes it's against you. Because it takes a matured person to know that although the man of God says we should bring what we have, 
Am I going to do sacrifice serious? Or because he told us to bring what we have, I'm going to take anything at all. So in as much as it's, it, gives, it gives you a liberal way, but it, takes, it, 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 it has to give you maturity to know that you have to sacrifice. Because if you're supposed to be like, who can give 2,000? Who can give 5,000? Who can give 1,000? Who can give 500? Then even if you don't even want to, something can propel you. But I want you to be matured in such a way that will tell you, give God what you have without telling you to bring this amount. And inside of you, you and God knows what to do. Am I saying the truth? So be mature to that level. Because sometimes it's only sacrifice that has to deliver your life. And you don't play with sacrifice. The next one, you return it to the sender. You return it to the sender. The person says, you will suffer. You say, you, sorry. Amen. Amen. Mr. Protocol, why did you even bring this white phone here today? I beg you, go and put it where it's kept. I'm sorry. This, this is my only phone that rings, so it doesn't come on the altar. I don't know why he brought it. Amen. This phone, it doesn't make noise. This phone doesn't make noise, so sorry. It's not my fault. It's his fault. Amen. Amen. Oh, am I saying the truth? Have you ever seen me with this white phone before? It doesn't, it rings, so it doesn't come on the altar. This one here, 24-7. Return to sender. So when somebody says, you will struggle. You will struggle. You just declare, return to sender. This is how you counter wrong words. This is how you counter wrong words. It says you lose. You say, it is you that will lose. It's called return to sender. It gives you that power. Um, the next one, always declaring positive words on yourself. Always declaring positive words on yourself. Always. Someone say always. What's the meaning? When I wake up in the morning and I say, I am the first and not the last. I am the first and not the last. I will be at the top and not beneath. I will see the greatness of God. It is positive words you are spoken on yourself. And hear me. Anytime you say something positive, you create an atmosphere on you. I'm showing you a revelation. You create an atmosphere on you. Let's say this is you. When you wake up and say, okay, so let's say this is you. You are the bottle of water. The moment you say, I will make it. I will see the blessing of God. You are creating this atmosphere around you. I am the first and not the last. I will see the goodness of God upon the land of the living. This is you. You have created this atmosphere around you. So now when somebody throws a wrong word on you, when it comes, you are already shielded in a positive atmosphere. So the wrong word will just hit it and go back. The power of saying positive things on you. In the same way to say, say when you are always saying negative things, so he yes, for me, I'm struggling, no, life is difficult, oh, I am sick, oh, you are creating this atmosphere around you. So the moment somebody also says something bad on you, it attracts because it's already on you. So please, the words you say on you, you create this atmosphere. Try to help me down on Sunday, I'll give more illustration on this one seriously, and even tomorrow. So this is you, and this is your words. 
your words create a cloud. A cloud. If you want your cloud to be white or to be transparent, is when you are saying good things. If you are saying doomy, gloomy, bad stuff, this is what happens around you. So everybody, please, your atmosphere is very, very important. This is you. And this round thing here is your atmosphere. What you say, it, it can be black or transparent. That's why you go to some people around you. The moment you go to them, you don't feel any good thing. Am I saying the truth? The, you don't like the atmosphere. Because, and those people, you can see that they are always complaining. Me, the people I hate in life. As for that one there, I know hate is not good, but I'm telling you, people that complain. I can't stand those people, I'm telling you. If you, mean, when you, if you walk to me in the office, and you are telling me your issue, yeah, we will pray. But somebody will be telling you the issue, and, and trying to let you know, say, 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 say no. Be positive. Say, man of God, it will not go. No, no, no. Say, no, no, no. Be positive. Because being positive, 80% of the case is already solved. I'm telling you. When you are positive, 80% is already solved. So, please, your atmosphere, your atmosphere is very important. Now, the next thing is this. Prayer. Prayer. Because mind you, prayer is just words. Prayer is the reciting of words. So, prayer cancels it. So in your prayer closet, you declare, you cancel negative words on you. That you can never go with prayer without fasting. So the next one is fasting. Because Haman spoke, opened his mouth and spoke and said, I will finish the people of the Jews. I will, end, I will finish them. I will end their whole case. I will finish them. But fasting and prayer was able to counter that particular wrong word. Even Jesus Christ he, before he started his journey, he entered into prayer and fasting. When Satan came up, when Satan showed up, Jesus used words. Satan, Jesus and Satan, it was the, the dialogue of words. He says, if you can fall down, I will do this. Jesus said, it is written. But mind you, prayer and fasting had already gone through. So prayer and fasting makes you so deep in the spirit. Now the next thing is this, giving arms, giving arms. Some say arms. Arms giving is giving charity. Charity. Helping the needy. Helping the person that is poor. Helping the person that is needed. Okay, even a needy person might not even be a poor person. But somebody that needs something. You know that you can need something without being poor. Yeah. You can have thousand shoes and you have only two shirts. If you need the two, two shirts, it doesn't make you poor. Just that you need two, you need more shirts, but your shoes are plenty. Do I have a witness over here? So giving to the needy, somebody is begging, you give to them. It's alms giving. It's one point of giving. And um, I always explain this to people. And uh, people have this kind of big concern when it comes to giving and the things of God and the church. People say, why do I have to go and give my money to a church on my tithe whilst I'm supposed to go and give to the poor people? Because they don't know. Never forget this. We have horizontal giving and vertical giving. Never forget. Horizontal giving and vertical Vertical, vertical giving and horizontal giving. So, vertical giving is this. 
Vertical giving is this. Any giving like this is called vertical giving. It's God. I'm giving to God. I'm giving to God. And this is the horizontal one. Now the horizontal one giving is what I give to my fellow human being. What you do is that it delivers you from trouble. It delivers you from crisis. And this one brings God blessing on you. So these are the two. So you go to places and people are giving. Instead of giving my money to a church, I'll give it to a poor person. Yeah. You, when you, it, it, it delivers you from some issues, but you need God's blessing on you. The blessing keeps you from the issues. So it is both of these. Never forget about these things. You do both. You can never leave one of them. Amen. And, and a church that also gives to the people, church that gives to the people, support people and everything. When you give anything at all on the altar, you get both. When the church is a giving church, like this church, every month we have people, we give money we give um how do you call it rice food you are here we pay rent we do a lot of things for people we do both so you come and give your stuff to god on there the church also gives unto people so whilst you are giving unto god releasing the blessing and receiving the blessing you are also getting the uh, horizontal one already because anything at all we are giving here is what we have here that we are also giving am i saying the truth amen um and the next one is this Working for God. It's a memorial. Working for God is a memorial. All of these things, I'll break it down more from tomorrow's more by Sunday more. I'll give you more examples, more examples. Working for God is a memorial. Father, you know, you come to church, you come here and pray and everything. What are you doing in this church? What are you doing in this church? What are you doing in this church? I'm not telling you come and sweep in the church. I'm not telling you come and join the prayer tower. Just find something in this church to do. Find something in this church to do. At least, if you don't join the department, if you're a man, men's department. If you're a woman, women's department. Be part of a department. It helps. I'm telling you the truth. It helps. It's something that will be a reference point. If you, when you are lying down in the house and you are sick, you say, God, I, I joined the department. I want to go and work. So look at that one and heal me. It's one of the references that does a lot of things and it will really help all of us. So join a department. And uh, working for God in the house of God, but might not only be joining a department or being just on one side of the department. You can identify a need in the church. And when you see the need in the church, you say, I will support that particular need in the church. It's one of the easiest blessings. We have one of our brothers here, a contractor. He came in and I think first, second week he came. I think maybe, I don't know whether he went to the washroom or something, but he saw that they don't have um, soap. You know, when you press the that this this soap dispenser and everything. I was just there. The pastor Robert came to tell me that he's made some people to come and do every soap dispenser in all the places down there. Everything he saw a need and did it. It's a blessing. You understand? So you identify a need and you do it. So you don't need much to do all those things. Something like that. You know, if you are very spiritual, when you do something in the house of God, something that people always use or something. You, you talk to God about that. God, God, anytime people touch it, give me a blessing. So anytime people are using it, it's entering into your account in the spiritual realm. So identify something like that. You know, you know that always our chairs are full here. Every day we have to buy new chairs and everything because we are always increasing. You even buy 10 chairs, even buy 2 chairs. God, that chair I bought. Anytime somebody will sit on that particular chair, Father, when I'm even sleeping, remember me. And it goes a long way to bless you. It goes a long way to remember you. And that's amazing things on your behalf. Amen. Now, the last thing that I just wrote down.
I, I, I just, um, when I was praying last night, it dropped on me. And on my way home, on my way coming to church, it dropped on me. And even right now, um, it has come again. That's why I've written it down. And this is it. It's very, very important. Always say positive things on your children. Always say positive things on your children. It builds on them. It grows with them. It moves with them. Always say positive things on your children. Mind you, started when they are young. Some of you are here and say, Prophet, my children are already old. What do I do? It's never too late. Start it now. And you don't need them to be around you and say, hey, come, come, come. Ajua, come. Ajua, you shall be great. No. Wherever they are, you just declare, I bless them. May they become great. May they become the first. May they not be the last. Mind you, when you are saying all those things, you are creating that positive atmosphere, the aura I spoke to you about around them. So your children goes everywhere with this kind of atmosphere. So it's very difficult for wrong atmosphere to penetrate in their lives. In Jesus' name. If you are blessed, clap your hands and bless the name of the Lord. Oh, I can feel you. I can feel you. I want you to clap and bless God. For God has been good. His mercies endure it forever. May God empower your life in Jesus' name. Amen. So let me just give you one test. Then we will, we will pray. Amen. So, um, based on what happened to Reuben, what happened to the man by the name of Reuben, he's a firstborn. He's supposed to see amazing things in his life, but unfortunately, because of the pain of the father, the father said some crazy stuff on him. Said, you, you, are, not, you are not going to be listed. You know, you know verse 49, 49-4, um, Genesis, and let me do this in five minutes, then we pray. Amen. 49, 4. Genesis. It says, as turbulent as waters, you no longer excel. Um, because you went on your father's bed. Because the man was in pain. And because of what the boy did. And the reason why the man was in pain at that time. And the, the boy too did the, the thing at the wrong time. Because the time he did that was when the father's beautiful wife had died. Jacob had two wives, but the concubines were a lot. But uh, out of the wives, you know that he loved one because she was the beautiful one. And he, she was the one he worked for 14 years. He was supposed to work for seven years for bad days. When they him, he worked again for another seven years. And that was Rachel. So mind you, the man has been with Rachel, loved Rachel. And when Rachel is going to give birth to... And Rachel never had children. The first child she had was Joseph. Second child coming was Benjamin. Giving birth to Benjamin to Rachel dies. So what the man has been looking for to get in the woman, the woman is no more. And it was the time the boy went to sleep with the father's girlfriend. So the man was in pain. Genesis chapter 35 verse 20. Give it to me. Okay, let's go to 22. When he slept with the father's lady and um, I'll show you. So whilst Israel was living in that region, Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine by the name of Belha. And Israel, now this is the serious thing. Every test in the Bible, whatever, any test, anything you see written in the Bible is not for fun. So the Bible could have said, um, he went in to sleep with the father's concubine. But the clause is there. And Israel, that's Jacob. And Israel, and Israel, head of it. it which means, he noted it down. He's quiet, waiting for a future date. Then in the future, before he's about to die, he said this is what will happen. Why was he in pain? 
And why did the guy hurt him at that time? Because at that time, his lady was dead. Verse 20. Rachel, beautiful lady was dead. So Rachel, um, over the tomb, set up a pillar. So right now, there's a pillar on there. Rachel is dead. Let's go to 18 to show um, that um, was dead. 18. So, and she breathed her last, for she was dying. She named her son Benoni. That's Benjamin. Ben, Benoni, Benjamin. By his father named him Benjamin. I don't want to go into it. But when she was in labor and she was about to die, she saw the baby coming. It was a boy. And she said, I'll call this boy the son of my pain. Because, you know, she's giving birth in pain. The word Ben means a son. Ben means a son. So, um, the word Ben means a son. So, B-I-N or B-E-N is a son. So, that's why the Arabs, they have name Osama Ben Laden, which means Osama's father's name um, is Laden. So, uh, Osama Ben Laden is the son of Mr. Laden. So, Ben, Ben Haddad. Anytime you see a name, Ben, son of. So, uh, Benoni, the son of my pain. But Jacob said, no, I'll never call the boy Benoni, son of my pain. I'll call him Benjamin. Now, the word Benjamin means right hand. So, Benjamin means the son of my right hand. And the right hand of every man is his authority. So he says, you are dying. You can't put pain on the boy. Go and die. You just go and die. But I'll call the boy the son of my right hand. That's why the first king of Israel came from the tribe of Benjamin because he was the son of the right hand. He saw the power of names. He saw the power of names. So dying right now, he's in pain. Um, so the lady is dying. The wife is dying. The man is already in pain. Verse 19. Verse 19. She died. Rachel is dead. And was buried on the way to Ephra. That's Bethlehem. So Rachel is buried in Bethlehem. That's in pain. Then just after two verses. Okay, let's go to 21. So right now, yeah. So Israel moved on again. And he went to live in another place. Because it was, so he was so much in pain that he couldn't even stay there again. So Israel has now moved on. That's Jacob. He's, he's moved on beyond beyond. Megdal, Megdal Edda. Now, I, I just don't want to preach about ladies here, but if I was preaching about ladies, everything that happened over there was about ladies. Rachel, we see Bethlehem, and we see Megdal. Now, Megdal is what comes, we get the word Magdal. And out of Magdal, Magdal is a place. When you come from, when you come from Ghana, you are Ghanaian, right? And when you come from Megdal, you are a Magdalene. So, Magdalene, Magdalene. So, Mary was coming from, Mary Magdalene was coming from this place, Mary Magdalene, Mary of Magdala. So if you can check, Rachel was buried in Bethlehem. Jesus too, the mother gave birth to Jesus Christ in where? Bethlehem. So where um, Rachel ended, Mary started. And after that also we got Mary Magdalene. So no matter who you are, God can bring something best out of your life. That's why when Jesus died, the first person that we saw, saw Jesus Christ was who? Mary Magdalene. So you see, so in this whole test, you see Mary Magdalene, you see Jesus' mother Mary, you also see Rachel. Amen. But it's a story for another day. Verse 22. So now, so the boy saw that the father has now moved on. The father is in pain. Then he went to sleep with the father's girlfriend or concubine. But he heard it. Which means when he was sleeping with the lady, the father was not there. But the father, they heard it. The, the question, the first question is, how did he hear who said it? It means somebody that was very close. Which means if the father had not heard, Reuben would have, wouldn't have been cursed. And been told as unstable as water, you will no longer excel. 
but somebody went to report. I pray that may nobody close to you become the source of your pain. Yes, we know what Reuben did was bad, but if somebody had not reported, the father wouldn't have heard. May God deliver you from that particular issue in the name of Jesus. And because of this situation, Reuben is struggling. Reuben is seeing pain. And the last thing I will show you is that even at the last moment, when they were sharing the lands, when he came to Reuben, they waited for everybody to get their land until they told Reuben, now go and take your land. But if you are sharing something, who's supposed to get the first one? Who's supposed to get the first one? But he got there. He, he, was, to, he was the last to get. Words go a long way. He was the last to get. Joshua 22. And I'll be done on there. Joshua 22 verse 1. Joshua 22 verse 1. Then Joshua summoned the Reubenite. Yeah, called the Reubenite. Yeah, people from Reuben. Let's go. He said to them, now you have done everything now. You are ready. Verse 3. For a long time now to this very day, you have not deserted your brothers, but you have carried out the mission. Verse 4. Now that the Lord, look, look at it. It's a, it's a painful story there. Now that the Lord has given your brothers rest, as he promised, now return to your homes in your land. I'm repeating that particular test again. I'm repeating that particular test again. It says, now that the Lord your God has given your brothers rest, as he promised, now return to your homes. Do you know the meaning? Now that your brothers have got their own, now go and get your own. But as a firstborn, it was supposed to be like, now that the senior brother has got their own, young people, go and get your own. But it was the opposite. Now Reuben, now that your brothers have got their rest, now go. Which means, if your brothers don't get rest, you don't get rest. When there's a wrong word on you, Everybody has to go and build a house until you get one of them to rent. It's an error. It says, now that your brothers have gotten their rest, now go as you have been promised. Give me the other translations for that side, NLT and the Message Bible. Let's see how it's on there. And let's see how it goes. It says, now that the Lord your God has given here, has given the other tribes rest, as he promised, now go back home. Now that he has given the other tribes rest, now go back home. Do you get the revelation? Now that the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest. So if the other tribes have not received rest, Reuben, forget it. But firstborn is not supposed to be your soul for you. Let's see the message Bible. And now God, your, now, and now God your God, has given rest to your brothers just as he promised them. Ah, look at it now. Look at it. Now you are free to go back home. I want to pause here and ask you one question. Do everyone receive it until you receive it? And when people are not getting it, you're not supposed to get it. Just pause a second and check your life. Why should I wait for everybody now to go before I, get, I go? 
Why should I wait for everybody to sit down? And after they sit down and there's an empty chair, that's when I look for and go and sit down. Why? Everybody has got your own. And after everybody, now that I'm supposed to go and search for. This was the painful story of Reuben. And somebody hear me? It cannot continue. It will not continue. I came to speak to people this morning who are saying to themselves, this thing shouldn't continue. Some of you, let me explain this test to you. It's not only about receiving a property. When everybody is in pain, is in trouble, when everybody needs money, you are the first person they call. But when you need money, you have nobody to call. If you what is in your mouth, you give it out unto people. But when you need, you pick your phone. You check all your contacts. You don't even know anyone to call. But when somebody needs it, they have your contact on their phone. That's what happened to Ruben's life. He says, he says, now your God has given the rest of your brothers as he promised. He's giving them rest. Now you are free to go back to your house. So if they have not got rest, this guy wouldn't have ever gotten be on your feet. I love the word of God. We can never come to a, a prayer session, a prayer service, a prophetic service without entering into prayer. And God bless you for coming early. We always have to be here early. Amen. Amen. We are about to pray. Lift up your right hand. The power of words. The power of words. The power of words. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I come through your Jesus. Oh Jesus. I come through your Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Listen, there is power in that name. In the name of Jesus. I said there is power in that name. In the name of Jesus. It says at the mention of that name, every knee will bow. In the name of Jesus. Let's go. In the name of Jesus. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. Hear me today. I've made you to know one of the easiest ways to discard and block bad words is to say positive words on you. It creates an atmosphere, it creates energy because words are energy. You create that energy around around you. When the wrong ones come, it will never work on it because the light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Say by fire. By fire. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I walk in power. I walk in power. I walk in authority. I walk in authority. I am a carrier. I am a carrier. Of the goodness of God. Of the goodness of God. I am a carrier. I am a carrier. Of the grace of God. I am a carrier. I am a carrier. Of the favor of God. I am a carrier. I am a carrier. Of good news. Of good news. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, that is what you carry. That is how you move out with. It's inside of you. You are a conduit, you are a channel of blessings. When somebody wants to see blessings, they're supposed to look at you. You know, God shouldn't just bless you, God's supposed to make you a blessing. He told Abraham, I will bless you and make you a blessing. Two things. If you are here and you are only blessed, you are only 50% blessed. You have to move from being blessed to being a blessing. So when somebody is going to look for blessing, when they see you, they don't go again. It is you that has just got the blessing. Is that realm that you get to that? People use you as a reference point. People say that, God, make me like this one. God, make me like this one. Mm. I declare by the message of God. Mm. People use you 
use as a reference point for the blessings and the grace of the living God. Lift up your right hand. Three prayers. Say by fire. Any word that has been spoken on my life before I was born. When I was born. After I was born. Any word is a good word. That is a good word. By authority. By authority. I activate it. I activate it. On my life. On my life. I activate it. I activate it. On my destiny. On my destiny. Every wonderful word. Every wonderful word. Every positive word. Every positive word. By authority. By authority. I will live to see it. I will live to see it. I manifest it. I manifest it. Now. Clap and pray. Manifest every good word. Manifest every good word.
Lift up your right hand. Now this is your next prayer. This is your prayer. You are telling God that God. Thank you for joining us on Power for Your Living podcast. You can contact Prophet Daniela Martin on www.danielamartin.net or call the toll-free number 1-844-314-7337 or call plus 233-240-799910 or email amoatt at hotmail.com. If you were blessed by this message, you can prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry by giving your offering on www.danielamwating.net or cash up, dollar sign, power of worship, one, or PayPal, info at danielamwating.net or MTN mobile money, 055-0000881. Thank you. You can worship with Prophet Daniela Martin at Power of Worship International Ministries, Spinktest Road, Accra, Ghana, or any of his international branches across the world. Visit us on our social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Clubhouse, at Daniel Amwating, or Power of Worship International on Facebook. Thank you.